You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Nicolene Elhadad is a self-made millionaire who started from her garage, multiplied it to seven different businesses, successfully franchised her own small business to 22 locations, created 10 additional income streams for her life, started an online magazine, and is not scared to try something new, all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. I am so honored to be in the presence of this woman. And for just for just a favor, check out her links in the show notes below. I also want to give her a big shout out. Go follow her on Instagram at Nicolene underscore Elhadad underscore coaching. Um, thank you so, so much for coming on today. We're going to, she's going to share her story. We're then going to talk about her word of the year and it was enough. And it, it's just it's a very powerful word. You're going to want to hear this. And um, we're also going to talk about business ideas because, I mean, this is the woman to talk to about it, obviously. So yeah, thanks so much again. Thanks, Olivia. Wow, that was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much for having me. You're such a superstar. I love your energy. I love being in your space. So I think we're going to have a great chat today. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, So yeah, before, I'll just give you guys a little backstory. We recorded this before and the audio was not, like the quality wasn't amazing, but I what she had to say literally just changed my life. And it just gave me a completely different perspective. And these are the types of podcasts that I want to put out into the world. And I was like, oh my goodness, I know how valuable her time is. So I'm like, I really didn't, I was so grateful that she even took the time to like re-record with me. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to be here, but you have to remind me if I said anything last time that I need to say again today. So we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll just have a conversation. It'll happen. (laughs) Well, what I'll do is, Olivia, I'll start with my story just for the listeners to understand where I'm coming from. Um, But I'm from Cape Town in South Africa, and my husband and I started our very first business 14 years ago from our garage. We had a vision of, you know, doing something different. It was hard for him to find a job locally, so we knew that starting our own thing was kind of our own only option. However, I was only planning on helping him out for a couple of weeks because of a language barrier that we had here. Um, But that turned into 14 years later, and I'm still helping him with our different businesses and I love every minute of it so it's not it's not a sad story but what did happen was we came to a conclusion where our business had to grow or it would just stay where it would be forever and doing that decision was going to be a big step for us because it was literally using every last cent we had in the bank which was not a lot we had to literally pack the car go to this big convention where we would have this one chance to show off the products that we were importing and selling to the trade and it was a make or break deal like we even sat around the table with my mom at that stage and we said well if it doesn't work then we will have to physically go sell pizza or you know become a delivery guy at night because we wouldn't have any other options now luckily both my husband and I are not lazy when it comes to work so for us knowing that sometimes the risk is big and you might lose everything is okay um, which I think for a lot of entrepreneurs that scares them more so they rather don't take the risk but we didn't have a lot to lose so I think when you almost have nothing it makes it a little bit easier Um, but we did we took the chance we went to the to the expo 
And I remember everything that could possibly go wrong did go wrong. I mean, my, both our cell phones got stolen. The car broke down. We almost lost uh, my wedding ring. Um, everything just felt like the universe was really against us. But on our way home after the five days of spending it at the expo, um, the phone calls started coming in one after the other. And Olivia, even just telling you that, I still get goosebumps because I remember that as an imprint in my mind, how that moment changed our lives, how taking a chance and you don't know which way it could go but if it does go well, it really goes well. So it really started changing our lives. We had about seven clients calling us on the way back. And now this drive back, just to explain everybody, is 12 hours from Cape Town to Joburg. And literally, we, we couldn't stop smiling the 12 hours. We couldn't stop talking about these calls that are coming in. We couldn't you know, believe that this was actually working. Now, the clients that were calling were not placing million-dollar orders, just to make it very clear. They were ordering one or two things. But for us, it was a sign that it is going to work. It is going to be okay. And a lot of times when you grow a business or start something new, you need those things. You need that little sign that says, okay, I'm on the right path. I can keep pushing. I will, you know, I will be okay. Um, and then we came back, we continued working from our garage. And then every year we grew our business in a different way. And I like to share this with people because I believe that you have to keep moving your business forward in some way or form. So even if you have an online business, add a product or a service to it. If you have a brick and mortar, like we do, we have multiples of those, like what other form of income stream can you bring into your business and into your home just to kind of keep life exciting and, and keep making sure that there's always security. I'm a big, big nerd when it comes to having financial security in my life. And I think that's why we have so many different businesses, but also so many different income streams into our home, because that for me, Olivia, is safety. Everybody, we all have our own junk and we all have our own issues. But my, for me, it's financial um, security. Um, my parents got divorced when I was very young and we went through some financial difficulties. Um, but for me, that means I can keep my family more safe. And especially now during COVID, when so much has happened, um, you know, this is just something that we believe in is creating more of that. But through the business model that we've created, we noticed that if you have a business that works, you need to look at what are some of the expenses that you have that you could turn into an income stream. So two of the things that we did about two or three years into our business is that we noticed that we were spending a lot of money on accounting and we were not getting the service level that we really wanted. So we ended up starting our own accounting firm that today not only serves all our businesses, but also many other clients. And it does it in the way that we like to be serviced. Now, if, if I say to you, Olivia, what kind of expenses do you have today? You might have a whole list of things that you service out, you, you, you buy some products on, you know, you might work with a supplier or two, but there might be something on your list that you really could start a business with, either with someone else or just saying, you know, instead of me, you know, hiring out my accounting, why don't I just start an accounting firm with a very good CA and someone that already knows about accounting? I'm just the business partner. I'm just the one with the brains, with the guts, with the, you know, the enthusiasm to actually roll a business out. And that could become an additional income stream for you. And not every income stream has to be a million dollar business. We believe that if you look at your overall money kind of like machine that you have, all of those should make you wealthy together, but not every idea has to be the big one and not every idea should actually change the world. Like, I don't think anything that we've done in any of our businesses was like, 
um, you know, like creating something new. Like we've just taken what other people do and just do it our way in the way we like it because there's more people like us out there. Um, and that's exactly what happened as well because we import and export goods. And then we said, well, let's start our own firm because we used to struggle with agents and we used to struggle not getting the service that we want and people saying they'll call us back and they never do. And so we ended up starting our own business. So we have a couple of these type of businesses that actually was born being an expense in the first place. And now, um, you know, like I know my big story that everybody wants me always to share is how I took one of my newest little businesses, which is a coffee shop that I started four and a half years ago. And we wanted to expand that business. So I know, Olivia, should I go into that right now? Should I yes, share about it? right ahead. Shopping? I'm loving this. It's like, a re- it's a recap. And I'm, I'm really, I'm ingesting all of it. So I look like dead in the face, but I'm totally like, I'm like, okay, yes, that's fine. It. That's too, I'm like, what? I'm like, how did I not, why did I ask that question before? Like, it's... I'm, I'm, yes, please. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Okay. Well, I started, we, we had this idea of starting a coffee shop and it was something completely different from all the other businesses that we've, we've ever had. We've never been in food and beverage. We've never been in, in the retail before. All of our businesses is kind of more trade, more in the behind the scenes. It's, it's kind of our place where we like to be, but we really had this idea of bringing a coffee offering to the, the market. That's just very different, very out, out there. That's not available. And we started it and I opened th- three branches in the first two months, which is absolutely crazy. And I would never advise a brick and mortar owner to do that um, because I barely slept, but I was living on adrenaline. I was really living on the excitement that this is going to change how people drink coffee. Like that was just my mission. And I wanted everybody to become like coffeeholics. It was just like my thing. So, and about a year later, we had five branches, but I had this feeling that I want my brand to be bigger. I can see it being all over the country, but I definitely didn't want to do more. Like I was working so hard every single day. I barely saw my family and I thought this is not the right way to run a business. So I'm okay with it being crazy now, but going forward, I know that this is not how I want to keep it. And then I realized that in order for me to really expand my brand and to really impact thousands of people that I would need to create a model where people can buy into my business. And that's how we ended up doing the franchising model. But we did it differently. We really made it custom to our brand. It's not a corporate institution. We don't make things difficult. We keep things very simple. And for me, the people that buy into my business are people that have always wanted a coffee shop. It's someone that this is their dream come true. So my vision to franchising is not, I don't want a billionaire to come in and buy 20 locations, you know, and and run it like a lot of other franchises. I really wanted to be the husband and wife that's retired. I wanted it to be the woman that's always dreamt of owning her coffee shop. I wanted it to be the baker who's always in the kitchen, but never in the front. I wanted that person to own the coffee shop so that they can connect with people and really be proud of who they are. And today we have those business owners owning franchises and you can see that they run their stores with so much more compassion than someone that's just in it for the money. It, it is just always a model that I believe in. And I really believe that if you have a brick and mortar business that is doing well, it's doing well by itself, you know, like it, it can run without you, which is another key thing that I believe you need to structure your business on. But if your business can run without you and it's making good money and you believe that your products or services should be experienced by thousands of people. Having more locations is the best way to go about that. But you don't have to own all of them. You don't have to manage all of them. You can build a team and a structure that helps you do that. Because today, actually, I know you said we have 22, but today we actually have 25. We've recently just sold a couple more. um, And we are now looking at expanding even more. um, And it's just because I've opened myself up to the growth. Now, we've actually, our biggest growth over the past four and a half years was last year during 
COVID. And a lot of people were saying, no, nothing will happen during this time. But I feel like the people that were buying into my brand were looking for security. They were seeing that we were still running, even though it's COVID, everything else is closing, but we were still continuing. And I think people are looking for that type of thing. So if your business is strong, you have a model that could be franchised. And I really want to introduce that more to people because even when I Google franchising in the beginning, it's very corporate. It looks very lawyer-like. It's very, like it scares you, which it should not because it's just, you know, if you really want to plane it down, but it's like having a bunch of stores all over the place that all belong to you or the brand belongs to you, but you're joined with a bunch of friends who's all running their own brand or own store, but together you're building something beautiful. And, you know, like today my clients have from salons to pet stores, we've got food businesses, there's coffee shops and restaurants. Like there's so many different places that you can franchise and you don't have to be big, like the, like the McDonald's or all of those people. You can just have a couple of stores, but your brand will now have a bigger impact because you can really change people's lives with whatever product or service that you have. That is okay. There's, there's so much in your story. I love it. Um, I want to harp on a few things before I forget to, um, I love that you mentioned how hard it was when you first started out and how much, you know, the universe seemed like it was against you and, Mm -hmm. you know, you just kept pushing, you just kept going. And that is one thing I truly admire. And it's, it's almost like you have to go through the hard things to appreciate the good things and find out what's really important. And, you know, put yourself in the situation that it's like you've overworked yourself because the challenges keep coming. You just got to yeah. learn how to get through them faster. Exactly. Ideally, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It does, it does not stop. I mean, even now we recently just started a new business as well. It's also going to be a franchise. It's in the food and beverages. It's, it's a takeaway burger store. Um, and we still had issues, but you, you handle them differently because your mindset is different. You know, already when you start with a new business idea, there is going to be a load of crap coming your way. There's going to be staff you want to hire and fire. There's going to be this, there's going to be that, but knowing it when you go in makes it a little bit easier. Um, and, and you can even start a brand new business today with no experience, but just prep yourself better. And one of my big things, Olivia, that I believe my, I always tell my clients to do this first is to go and find people that have done what you already want to do. So if you want to like, if let's say you have a salon and you really want to just open another one, go find a salon owner who runs two stores at the moment and ask them questions, take them out on a coffee date and learn from them. Don't learn from the person who has 20 stores. Because she can't, you know, she's on a different level. For her, everything's easy right now. Like if I had to speak to someone who only has one coffee shop right now, things to me, it seems, you know, easier. It it takes me a minute to go back to that first day when things were absolutely chaotic and really hard. But I always say to my clients, go find someone that's literally one step or two steps ahead of you so that, that it feels to you as well on a daily basis so much more doable because Olivia today with um, social media, you can get so lost in what everybody else is talking about. We've got so many people saying how many thousands they make every day or how many millions they've made last month. But if you don't have your eye on your own goal and you're being mentored or guided by someone that's just a little bit ahead of you, it seems impossible. You know, you're going to wake up days when it's hard and you're going to go, no, you know what? I can't do this. This person has so many branches or this one, you know, they're much better off than I am. But if you know that, oh, but Olivia's got one more store than me and look how she's kicking ass. Like I can be her. It 
it makes it more realistic. And I want people to start following more people like that on social media. I want your social media to be filled with people doing what you want to do, not just, you know, in five years or in 20 years, but really what they're doing today. Right. I, I, I think that's so important too. I have a mix of the two of like just different things because yeah, I try not to allow myself to get intimidated by people that are in different spaces than me. And since we've last talked, I've actually made made a conscious effort to pay more attention to people that are around where I'm at. And it's it has been extremely helpful. So I want to thank you for that. Um, because it's just it's it is one of those things to just you it's a it's a part of this process. And you're just gonna keep going up these <laughs> different steps. But yeah, I could not. I would not even imagine the level of thinking that you have done, you know, over the years. And now now it's a privilege for me to really think back. And when I'm sitting around a table with a mixture of women who either starting fresh, someone has been in business five years, someone has been in business 10 years, it's it's really enjoyable to be able to share um, my knowledge, but also to calm someone else's fear because I know where it's coming from. I've been there. I can really tell her that it's going to be okay. You're just scared to take the first step. And you know what, Olivia, the funny thing is most entrepreneurs forget the fact that you've, you're already a business owner. That is actually the biggest step ever. It's not opening the second store or opening five more stores or making another two income streams. Doing that very first initial decision that I'm going to start a business and then you did, that is usually the scariest part. That's where millions of people stay stuck. They never get off the couch and actually start the business. They they keep dreaming. They keep wishing about it. But if you're today a business owner, it doesn't matter how big or small your business is, you've already actually done the biggest, scariest part. And once you realize that, and when you're just adding more to your plate or starting another business or you know teaming up with a friend, those are just smaller steps that you're actually taking. But we forget that and we forget to step back and say, listen here, I'm already up to this point. I've already done this. You know, t- taking stock of your success is something that even I never used to do. Um, I remember my husband actually caught me out at one stage. We were in a meeting and he, and he came in very excitedly and I was on the phone, I think, with someone and he said to me, we just sold another franchise. And, and I was like, oh yeah, great. And then I kept going, on the phone and he looked at me and he said no 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 we need to be like you need to get off the phone now and we need to celebrate this right because if you otherwise you're on a you're on the hamster wheel you'll just keep going for the next big thing you, you want to do something else you want to do this and you need to stop and even if it's literally just gaining one client a day or one client a month olivia it's worth celebrating and i'm big on celebration now like now i really learned to like take the whole day off or the whole week off if i want to like just to live in the space because other Otherwise, we just work so damn hard and we don't even know why, because success is not just measured on money. It's not just measured on what other, you know, how many likes you have on Facebook or how many people know your name. There has to be more to it. And if you don't stop to enjoy it along the way, then things, you know, can get bad. I, oh my goodness. I felt that like that, that was very triggering because it's, you're so true. It's like, we are living right now. What we're living is our lives and Mm -hmm. you can't keep thinking about Oh, we'll be happy when this happens. And, and then I feel like this is a great, you know, intro into like finding out what enough is. So I wonder what is your, since that's your word of the year, what is your enough question? Hmm. I want people to ask themselves actually, like, what would, what would you measure your enough 
at? You know, like you need to actually go, this is like a very, this is a cry in the corner kind of question. This is, you don't do this with your girlfriends. (laughs) You need to be this by yourself. And when you have time to really think and go deep, because enough is not just, you need to figure out if you're enough as money. If you're enough is, do you feel good enough? Do have you been seen enough? Um, as a mother, Olivia, I know that we can, we put, well, I do, and I know most women do, but we put our family first in everything that we do. And even if you don't have kids and you're a big family person, we do that. We put our moms, our sisters, our friends, everybody first, and then we forget about us. And that enough comes in when you don't realize that you haven't been taking care of yourself. And then you lose your way because your business might not be enough for you. You might not have enough friends or that's how you feel. You might not have enough notifications on social media. You might not have enough just when you want to invite someone to a party and you realize that your friend list is only five. And to some people, that's not for them enough. See, in my, in my life, I like to keep my circle small. Like, I don't like moving in big circles. I, the, the least people in my life, the better, because that's more special for me. I think the more friends you have, the more work it is, <laughs> because I believe in keeping my friends happy. Um, but I, I truly believe that you need to know what your enough is. And it's not always the money because I get asked that all the time. I have family and friends, Olivia, that we've lost in the past 14 years just because of the conversations of money, because everybody always assumes we want more money. But when you speak to an entrepreneur who has money and and, and even actually, you know, they don't even have to have a lot of money, but it's not always about the money. For me, when I start a brand new business, and I probably will start another one next year or the year after, I, I for me, it's always the thrill if can I do this? That's what the question is always for me. Like, can I actually start this business? Could I possibly do this? And once I can do it and once it runs, I kind of get bored with the idea very quickly, if I can be honest, because for me, it's about the thrill, not about the money. And if you can find out what that enough is for you, that is truly important because I've recently learned that for me personally, it is not the money. It is not the fame and success. It is that I don't feel that I've done enough for myself. And, and that's hard. It's a hard one to swallow. And it's a hard one to explain to people because I've been in a space recently where I can understand and I respect people that have depression because when you are in that space, When you're so low, when you're so alone and nothing that anybody says makes any sense and you just really don't care, that's when the word enough is a hard one to talk about because it's always just about you. I think someone that's actually in depression or that struggles with it all the time, it's not really about anybody else. Like we don't, you know, like you don't, it's sad, but you don't even care enough about anybody else to get out of your depression. It's it's really all about you. And it's because you don't feel loved enough, seen enough, heard enough, or just that you are enough as a person. Oh, definitely. Whenever I'm extremely depressed, it's, it's a thing that's like, I have no self-love in a depressed state. It, it just goes like soul is gone. <laughs> I don't know where she went. Um, it's scary, Olivia, to be there. It's very scary. Um, you know, I, I, I had um, in my whole life, I think I've only had two cases where I felt like that. And it all happened in the past, I want to say 18 months. Um, And it's only that, you know, when my husband would look at me, he was like, you've never been like this. And I said, but I've never had to ask myself if I'm enough. And it's because, and I truly believe this, Olivia, it's because I've been on a hamster wheel of success and happiness. And I've, I've always been a very happy person. We, I'm happy with very little in my life, but COVID slowed us down. 
I was forced to stay at home, I, I, even though I worked from home, but now I was forced to really slow down. And then those little quiet moments come up from, well, is this as good as life is going to get? And is this as good as I'm going to get? And again, there's no measure on money. This has nothing to do with that. It's mm -hmm. your ability to back. You know, my husband was asking me, he always asks me about my coaching business. And he says, but why are you truly doing that? And I said to him, no, no, it's because I want to help people. I mean, if someone else can start a franchise and he goes, yeah, I know that, but what's the real reason? And he likes to like dig deep. And, and, and I think that's the questions we need to ask ourselves more is answer the question and then say, no, but really, what, why are you really doing like go deeper and deeper and if you can't do it alone like do it with a true friend like really sit down with someone and go yeah I love you okay I love you but what's the real reason and then you keep going because you need to figure out and you know what Olivia if at the end of the day if the answer is but damn it I just want someone to tell me I'm a superstar then say it because mm -hmm. having it out there makes it real it makes it you know in into the universe and I, I truly believe that will actually bring it to you more as well but it just makes it more honest because I think authenticity when you run a business or when you want to be true to yourself is so much more real and it will attract the right people and the right things into your life even if it means that you realize you're on the wrong path you should not be doing this business you should actually be doing something else that's also perfectly fine but you have to dig deep oh yeah I oh goodness so I was having like the worst body image issues of my life. Really? This, and I'm flipping skinny and that's what sucks because you can't <laughs> talk to nobody about it. Can't, oh God, no, you know? So you're thin, it's like, you cannot have those problems. <laughs> and I'm like sitting here, just couldn't look at old pictures, couldn't look at, you know, myself in the mirror, anything like that. Like, and that's how bad it was. I really feel like it's a negative side effect of, social media, doing the mm -hmm. competition I was doing and the vaccine. I'd never felt so depressed since the first time I got the first shot of the vaccine. I got Pfizer and I was very, very mm -hmm. depressed the first time. And then a few weeks later, after I got the second shot, I got extremely depressed and I've never had depressing like episodes like that where I have to literally uh -huh. talk myself off the ledge. Right. And that enough question was, was a tough one. And I, mm -hmm. I did a journaling exercise. It took me like two days to get out of that, which I thought it was going to take me like seven. I was just like, Whoa, like this is, this is intense, you know, but it took me only two days. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I, I felt better, but the journaling that I did, I, I came up with the first five words that I, after mm -hmm. meditating, calming my body, doing a body scan, uh, relaxing all of my muscles for the, for the listeners. Um, and then like sitting in that emotion and feeling it mm -hmm. and then yeah. coming up with those five words. And one of the words was pineapple. No, 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 no. Party, pizza, um, palm tree. And it, it brought about all of these questions. So I started to write on all of these different specific things. And palm tree is all about strength. I think that palm trees are the strongest trees in the yeah. world. Like they're just, they category five hurricanes hit them and they're still safe. Oh yeah. And I was about to say them. that they're the only ones that survive. <laughs> and then, and the way that they, they dig into the ground, it's, it's, they really intertwine with the soil. And I like to think of myself like that. I like to really each mm -hmm. location I go to, I really like to figure out the community and the people. That was a really like I, I just love palm trees, but it was, it was good to get that deep. And then also yeah. to the next thing to like, 
ask myself a question to get to the next point that would ask myself a question. So for pizza, I was mad at myself for eating a pizza because I was training and I was upset about that. And it's just this whole food thing. It's just like, no, like, and my question was, well, why am I self-sabotaging? Because I have self-discipline. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Why Mm -hmm. am I not doing that? So that it brings about a bigger question, you know, and then it allows you to just go deeper. But that's one exercise that really helped me when it came to like getting over that, that and praying also like with just, if anybody's listening and, and deals with body image issues, I talked to one of my friends and she was like, you know, just taking nudes for yourself and looking at the natural picture for or like getting dressed up in in lingerie and like doing like you know I don't know if you ever deal with these issues but I I just you know I was gonna say now Olivia like the how you struggle with that for example and you're saying I mean you're skinny people will look at you and go what are you talking about people look at me and go how can you have money issues like mental money issues when you have millions and I had respect once I got to know people who have issues with stuff that I go really you have an issue with that? Like, why, why, why could you? And then they literally point the finger back at me and go, Hey honey, you're, you've got the same issue. It's just have a different name to it. And, and then I real, but that's what it is. We don't understand other people's struggles. We don't understand how they feel unless you have something similar. And actually, you know what, Olivia, it's, it's, it's the food, it's drinking, it's, it's, it's money, it's relationships, it's anything. We're all exactly the same. We're just mm-hmm. dealing with it differently. And it all comes down with how much we love ourselves, how much we enough we feel about ourselves, how good we are. And it's sad that we that we are, that we sometimes go through these things. And I really want to encourage people that you need to surround yourself with people that just make you laugh because I really think laughter is the best. I have a friend who literally makes me pee my pants every time I'm with her. I, I And she knows when I call her number, that's what we're going to do. It's a pee pants situation because I need it. And you need those things because everybody has crap days and you need to have the right amount of friends. Like I always say to my daughter, she's nine and I'm teaching her to make as many friends as she possibly can so that she can learn that there's different friends for different things. And I said to her, when you have a sleepover, you're not going to invite all 10 friends, but there will be two or three that's maybe your sleepover friends. And it's the same if you go to the movies or if you want to bake a cake or if you want to go shopping or whatever it is that you want to do and it should be the still the same today with grown-ups we need to have different friends for different things and and for some reason people don't do that and then you think no but you can't share you know your business story with your 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 school friend because yeah you can you guys came from school it's a different vibe you maybe she's a you know at home mom or maybe she's a nine to fiver and you're not in the same level but find something or someone that is in your field when it comes to business so that you can relate the same like if you have body issues um, you know go find a group that supports that and find someone else who's on the same level or who has actually passed through that so that that's the person you talk to because it's not nice sharing your concerns or your worries or even your celebrations with a person with a numb face who doesn't even understand what you're going through mm-hmm. and that just demoralizes us it makes you not want to talk about your stuff it makes you not want to dream big it makes you not want to share stuff I mean Olivia I can have a list of you with names of people in my family and friend circle that I will never share anything about my business, money, what we've done, what we're planning for the future. We just don't talk to them about it. And it's not because we don't love them. It's because they don't understand. And we now only realize. 
that they don't understand and it's not their fault. And, and, and I really want to pass that over to people because in the beginning, it's so hard when someone says to you, oh, yeah, no, um, you know, you want to start a business. I don't know if you can, you know, have you seen the economy lately? Like, oh my goodness. And then, you know, Olivia, you can be like the strongest person. Someone can make one shit comment and all of a sudden you go, yeah, you know, you know, right. I'm just going to leave it. I think I'm going to leave it. I'm just, you know, maybe next year. <laughs> and instantly you feel like your idea was shit. <laughs> I think that's one benefit of, of being a military wife and moving around so much. I've really gotten to the point now where I know what I need from friendship and what I need from the people in my life and having, I literally, I just deleted Bumble BFF because I made all of these amazing friends. Like, and I'm like, okay, I have enough. Mm-hmm. I have, this is it. Like I've got girls that I can do this stuff with. I have girls that I can do yes. this stuff with. And I mean, right now with our political climate, I'm gonna just let you know, there are some friends that cannot be in the same room because- um, <laughs> I know. No. <laughs> I got a big personality and I attract a lot of different types of people. And uh-huh. a lot of the types of people would not mix. And I And it's just about knowing your people, but I love them all. For different things, bring different things out of me and they help me Mm -hmm. grow because the ones that don't think how I do politically inform me of things. The ones that don't think how I think spiritually give me a different concept and we can still relate because at the end of the day, like the people that I befriend have the same heart as me. Yes. Yes, there's a core, there's a core connection between you, whether it is, it it doesn't even have to be something you can really pinpoint, but there's some kind of connection that brings you together with certain people in your life. And it's the same with, you know, if you're a mom, you need to connect with other moms because you can only talk kids with, with someone like that. But when it comes to your business, you need to make sure that you're in a group of people also in different levels again, but so that when you come up with a struggle or you come up with this new idea that you're truly being supported. I mean, Olivia, when I go now into my group of women and we're, we're a small group, we're about five. And I start sharing about what I want to do in my business. No one, no one will deny me the, the the dream. No one will say it's impossible. Everybody will get excited with me. They'll even brainstorm with me already. They'll reconfirm to me that you've got this. You always do. You'll be fine. Um, you know, where if I had to do the same thing with a group of girls that, you know, I go out partying with, it's very different. Yeah, you know, they'll, no. they'll go, mm. oh yeah, you'll be great. And then they'll just leave it because they really don't understand. And I will feel a little bit alone because I really needed some motivation. So mm-hmm. I think just be careful with who you share your dreams with, but make sure you find the right people to share it with, because that is how we grow. Like my husband has a group of men. They, they go, they do, they call it poker night, but I don't think they even play. They just sit around the table and talk a, a lot of you know junk, but the, out of the conversations, he gets reconfirmation that he's on the right path. He's doing this this guy is you know five years ahead of them the other guy's 10 years ahead of him he's kind of like the junior in the group but he he gets inspiration from them and he he sees these guys have already accomplished so much he just knows that he's in the right circle you know he doesn't go there and talk about his kids or his wife he goes there really just to brainstorm political stuff and 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 business stuff but you need those circles so that you can get your mindset on the right path Oh, oh yeah. So definitely. And now I want to go ahead and ask you. So I came up, I was thinking about this idea because what the world needs most. I, okay. I'll, I'm going to start about so, just the internet and social media and realize what it has given us. The mm-hmm. internet has given us the opportunity to connect with other people from all over the world. There is a whole space in the, in the internet. It's a whole space that we occupy 
Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of real estate in that space. And what keeps people is community. And what people lack most is community. So like mm-hmm. you have a subscription um, group, but I was like, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? What if there was like a subs- member, all of these different online membership groups for different niches, like membership g- groups for specific types of public speakers, membership groups for specific types of podcasters. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these different types of things. Have you thought about this already? Like, I, just- I, I love that. I love that idea because um, I think in the beginning of living, when people start businesses, we, we, we think anybody else that's doing what I want to do or that I'm doing as comp- comp- competition. We see it as, you know, I, I don't want to talk to them. I shouldn't be hanging out with them. But in fact, that's the people you should be hanging out the most. So if you think about it, if you want to start a, a coffee shop today, you need to go hang out with everybody that owned the coffee shop, is owning a coffee shop, and who wants to own a coffee shop because you can learn from their mistakes. You can learn from all the information they've already gathered. They can do all the work for you instead of you wanting to do all of it by yourself in your room, you know, or in your office. And you just want to keep everything a secret because you don't want anybody else to know. You don't have to share your big plan with everybody, but you can communicate, you can connect, and you can collaborate. Because if you want to create, like you're saying, about guest speakers and, and public speaking, People can learn so much from each other and you will always connect with people that does something a little differently from you, but they can add to your audience value and and exactly the same thing will happen back. So I think that idea is brilliant because that's how you actually learn. We don't have to go wide and across the world far to connect with people. You can literally connect with the people in your own niche. And that way you will actually, I think, learn a lot faster because if I today, like that's what I did when I started my coffee shop, I literally went to 35 coffee shops, sat in them, drank their coffee, ate their food. I looked around. I always made notes like I would never do this. This is something I definitely want to do. Oh, this is not working. And the same happened when we went to suppliers. We went to like hundreds of these people so that we eventually could choose the best ones. You cannot just sit in your office, dream your big dream, and then say, this is the way it's going to be. You need to go into the field or whatever it is that you want to do and actually go be hands and feet on the ground, see what people are doing and learn from those people. And one thing that we picked up a lot with the coffee shops is that you don't always see the owner a lot. In fact, I never knew who the owners were. They were, and and again, a lot of people do this in business. We hide behind the company's name. And I always doing exactly the same thing. And today I share that I'm the coffee shop owner. I share that I want to help people own the business. And I think people need to do that as well, a lot more. So definitely connect with someone in your niche as often as you can. Okay. Yeah, I definitely. So I'm, I'm thinking because I was like, you know, I could really have like a membership of just, I, I love meeting people, you know, and yeah. connecting people. And literally, I would just connect people and get to learn from them. And then, yeah. It, Olivia, you can start a membership where inside the membership, there are mini memberships and you can be part of some of the memberships, but not all of them. Um, and, 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 and again, then you can maybe move around, you pay for as many memberships as you maybe have, because as a business owner, for example, like me, I would want to be in a coffee shop or, or, or let's say like the food and beverage kind of membership. I would definitely want to be in a membership where, um, you know, I want to learn about marketing. I want to learn if there's a brick and mortar, even, um, coffee shop out there, because that is also one that is, um, I think very good in general, just brick and mortars in general. So, so like me personally, I would already want to be in three or four different ones just because I can see the benefit out of it. 
Um, yeah. And that would be maybe a good way how you can collaborate with people. And when you get a speaker, the speaker can speak in all the groups if it's about yeah. marketing. And if the speaker, you know, like I can just see this. I can see this working. You have very good collaborational skills. You can run this. I, I just, I was just like, I got this idea and I was like, oh, I'm, oh my goodness. I'm going to ask McLean because she would know. She <laughs> would know. And you just gave me so much more. You don't know what you did for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I want to also just take a moment to mention, like, I admire how amazing of a relationship you and your husband have. It's, you, it's just told with how you speak about him. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, I, I, I love that you're, you are a power couple and that is something that I, um, I really want to embody with my own husband. So any advice, and that's, that'll be the last question I have for you. Any advice as far as like being a power couple? Communication. I know it sounds so silly, but it really is. Um, we, my husband and I, ha- we have the typical yin yang. So what happens is when we come up with an idea or we want to hire someone or we want to change something in our business, whoever comes up with the idea will bring it to the table and automatically the other person will bring in all the negative. And the idea for that is, is to realistically look at a situation, a problem or a solution and say, what, what would be the best way to do that? But to, to, to get to that point without being offended, without saying, oh, but you're always against my ideas, is to have clear communication and to have clear guidance on who does what in the business. So you and your husband, for example, Olivia, you need to both know what are our weaknesses and what are our strengths and how can we support each other and, and knowing the, the small things in between, like what does your husband not like you to do in an office environment because living together and working together is very different you know like at home you can maybe you know like slap him on the ass and say hey sexy but you can't do that in the office space right where you in 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 the office you might be very comfortable kissing your husband in front of staff like it it sounds so silly but it's small things but you want to make sure that both of you are very comfortable both of you are always yourselves like it, it needs to be the same type of relationship um, and I believe communication does that my husband and I still will have arguments like my husband always says we never fight we just discuss things really intensely <laughs> we will always talk about anything that comes up if I feel like even today with the kids or just not business but we, we make sure that we communicate it out because we're both very sensitive so like we cannot have a disagreement in the morning and go about our day it will be the crappiest day for both of us it's just literally how we we are put together and um, and when we used to spend every single second of the day together and um, we really quickly realized that this this can't be a norm like we need to talk about it sort it out and move on because otherwise the day will just be unproductive but my best advice would be make sure there's clear communication and clear kind of rules of what are you good at what will you be doing in the business so that you don't feel like you're stepping on someone's boundaries and the same with your husband so that he would know this is what I can do this is what I'm bringing to the table I'm not good at this but she is and this is how we will handle situations so it's almost like talking about it beforehand so that when things come up the the chances of it going you know smoother is much easier than just you know kind of seeing how it goes because if you wing it that's when a lot of fighting happens and in the beginning my husband and I did have that issue as well because I was a complete workaholic um, and he maybe had a different time schedule in mind so then we would clash on things but if you if you sort it out you know that's an easier way for you to move forward but today still I love working with him if I don't see him every day um, you know during working hours that's hard for us we would whatsapp each other or we would call each other um, you know 
but just because we brainstorm everything business. So even when we go on date night, Olivia, we talk about business because it's our life. We love it. It's not like, oh, you're, no, we're workaholics, but it's, it's something that we're really passionate about. And when our businesses are doing well, we feel like we're doing well. And that energy goes into our family. It goes into our friends. It goes into everything else we do in life. And um, so that is an important balance that we're working on every day. Thank you so, so much for that. I, yeah, you, communication has been something we've been working on for like the whole entire time. And I feel like it's something we're going to continue working on. Um, and just by our personality. It always is. It always is. <laughs> yeah, just our personalities. Like, I think that's just a consistent, we just like, I, I say, I don't, I'm not disciplined. I practice the habit of being self-disciplined. I think it's mm -hmm. practice, practicing the habit of actually openly communicating and, you know, becoming emotionally mature over the years, those things happen, you know, as you, cause we, I got married yeah. at 23. So it was just like, I, I've been married for five and a half years. So it's been like a huge, a huge change. I realized that a lot of false confidence came from being married and having someone. Mm -hmm. And with my husband mm -hmm. being employed, um, I found out, you know, like, it was more of an egoic confidence versus a, a true, genuine, authentic confidence. And I've, mm -hmm. I've now, through this process, that is one thing that I found that I have gained from him being deployed. So that's a plus. Um, I definitely appreciate our time more and everything, but your insight of, you know, we're, we're similar with the whole, like, if he won't get over things easily. If I argue with him in the morning, yeah, he would be mad all day. So that is, something yeah. that, you know, when he comes back, I'm going to make sure that we try to, you know, start our new habits and new lives because, you know, he's been gone for like almost seven months. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of work that has to consistently be done there, whether your husband's with you or not, or even whether your, your husband's in your business or not, having their support, having their understanding, or even just knowing that, you know what, he's not really into what you're doing. And that's also fine. So don't bore him with your shit. Like I've just learned, like my husband doesn't want to learn about all my girlfriend stuff. So I don't share. I would mention one or two things, but I think in a relationship, we need to learn to know what is our partners like? What do they not like? And just what to share and what not to share and not to take everything so personal, you know, like the same thing he'll sometimes say to me when he's talking about work, like, I feel like you're ignoring me. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry, but it's so boring what you're talking about, you know, like, and now I can say that with a smile on my face and he knows it's not to be rude. It's just because I'm being honest. So you can either continue talking, but then my face might not be with you, <laughs> but, or you cannot tell me, you know, like, so, but I think any couple needs to understand that it's again, communication, but knowing like what you, how can you be, you be the best partner for your partner? You know, like what do, what do you, they need from you to make them happy and to make them the best person? And what do you need? And that is so, so important, Olivia, so that they know how to keep you happy. You know, like I love these books that you read about the, the five love languages, because sometimes we assume women like gifts, for example, like I'm not a gifted person. Like I'm definitely all about affirmation. If you tell me I'm awesome, I can, I'll bake you a cake. Like, whatever. like, but a lot of people are more like, you know, the physical touch or just saying, I love you. Or so knowing how your partner becomes the best version of themselves so that they can just help you will make you a bus better businesswoman at the end of the day as well. Oh yes. Oh yes. You. Okay. Thank you so much. You're such a badass. I'm so happy that I had you again, guys. If you want to find her, her links are in the show notes below. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Olivia, for having me. You're a superstar. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the empowered woman, badass and 
Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.